0: Welcome to the December 28th edition of the PFF forecast. This is the last PFF forecast of uh, 2022, which is exciting. We, of course, are going to end it with two sets. Seth Galina kicks us off. We're going to talk Thursday night and Sunday night football with him, identify some great bets uh, to make. And then we're going to go to Judah Fortgang, some live uh, strategy for this week, and then close it out with Tej Seth. Our locks of the week which went four and one only people that we can blame are quez watkins and miles sanders let's rock Seth, uh no hat today, so hair in full force, um, just so that I can like commiserate with you. It's a, it's a real disaster down here, so I'll
1: keep the hat on. I uh, know. I appreciate that. I don't. I don't want to see what's underneath there. No, no the world doesn't don't. need to see that. We we could get you a hat though. That that's something that we could do. I, I have a PFF hat. It's somewhere in the closet somewhere. I got to bring it out once in a while. I got to yeah, show my maybe. pride. Don't,
0: don't you feel, Brad? Like uh, Seth should be wearing one of those, um, those like hats with like the ear flaps, like he's hunting moose or something. Like he's in yeah. like
2: Saskatchewan. Yeah, it's about yeah. that time. Hey, the Saints, want to know when he wore the hat. I I guess he doesn't it's want true. the good juju.
1: Yeah, but but you, you watch your mouth, okay? The very we're, we're teetering on anti Canadian sentiments, okay? When you start talking about hat flaps and being cold outside, so I just think you should watch out, or we're gonna get the Mounties on you.
2: You can't have a Stanley cup poster in the background and be anti-Canadian. I think those, it, it works
1: against each other. That's true. Original. Yeah, six no. too. That You want to do PFF forecast for hockey? You want to do that? I'm, I'm down if you hockey. are. I don't know if
2: George is uh, in tune with the league, but
1: <laughs> you'll, you'll have to find someone else. Although uh,
0: I grew up a hockey fan, um, but there's just only so much, so much time. Uh, let's move to the Thursday night game. Um, I was I was hoping that somehow we'd have uh opportunity to talk about the Raiders with Seth and, and a little Derek Carr, maybe we'll find a way to weave it in uh getting benched uh, as it came out today uh because the Raiders, uh, Brad are just too poor to risk <laughs> Derek Carr getting injured. pretty much. I mean' just, like real quick, sorry, isn't it? I I was gonna wait, but I feel like Seth's the right person to discuss this with. As I understand it, they're benching him because if he gets injured, they've still got to pay him, and they, like, just can't afford to pay a guy that's not playing quarterback, right?
2: Yeah, they'd rather have it available that he's healthy, they could trade him, maybe even cut him if they have to with no guarantees kicking in. That That is the, uh, the goal there.
1: That, isn't the, the other thing that they, they will be going for, like, the, this season has been horrible, right? It's been horrifying. But, I mean, like... They can't really afford, they don't have enough cash to fire Josh McDaniels either like that. And I don't think, I, I'm not even sure I would fire him, but it's been such a bad season that it would, would have been on the table if they could afford it. I would think so, yeah. Maybe if you do
2: trade car and clear the about $33 million for next year, you can then say, all right, this goes to the buyout. But at that point, I think he'd probably just uh, stick with McDaniels. But, uh, yeah, pretty funny for the AFC West to load up and try to take down the Chiefs. Mahomes, probably the MVP, and none of them came even remotely close.
0: <laughs> not even remotely close. It's so funny. All of the all of the offseason content about that division, total, total garbage. Okay, Dallas, Tennessee. Um, before we, we jump in here, I got uh, much maligned for not realizing that Malik Willis was likely to start last week. So I'm going to try and avoid that. Brad, can you confirm that Malik Willis
2: is playing in this game? He is going to play in this game. I don't think Ryan Tannehill, we'll get to him later. Another Derek Carr situation. I think he's also done for the year.
0: All right, so it's Titans plus 12. Um, if he's done for the year, that means the Titans will have to win in week 18 with Malik Willis to make it to the playoffs. They are a 12 point dog at home to the Cowboys. The total is set at 40 um, this is not the sexiest Thursday night game uh, out there. So we're relying on Seth to make it so. And he's well-versed in turning things that are not sexy into things that are. So, Seth, what's, what's, what's the area of the field? What's the matchup that will
1: be sexy to watch on Thursday night? I think there's not a lot. I'm going to tell you what, there's not a lot, especially when the Titans have the football. Derrick Henry is not playing either. So it's, it, it's going to be rough to watch. Ben Jones is not playing. Uh, Nate Davis is not playing. That's two, two interior offensive linemen. So the, where Dallas and Dallas has had a good defense throughout the year, though, we have talked about them being susceptible. We talked about this like a month ago and then susceptible because of the unique brand of defense that they play to just getting exposed on a one week basis. And they have done that on a more than one, so far since we talked about that, but their biggest weakness is interior defensive line stopping the run. And you would think Tennessee on a, on a you know in a healthy Tennessee team with those two interior linemen with Hen- uh, Derrick Henry in the game, that could be a matchup for them. It's not going to be that anymore. So there's just not a lot to, to, to say about this offense uh, versus the Cowboys defense. Now, what I will say is the scheme thing with the Cowboys, they play man coverage all the time. They play so much man coverage. And when you look at how they've allowed explosive plays to happen to them, it's all been like specific man coverage beaters by the offense, like specific plays designed to beat man coverage. You saw the slant go uh, last week against uh, against Trevon Diggs by A.J. Brown. You saw Christian Kirk get open on a wheel route with a pick. Like a you know, a pick and roll basically, and that's a big man coverage beater. So you're seeing these type of plays happen because teams know that they're gonna get all this man coverage from from Dallas. So there's always a chance that they just, you know, uh, Todd Downing, offensive coordinator for the Titans, schemes it up. They get some big plays. Malik Willis makes some plays out of the pocket. Here's a weird one. I'm gonna galaxy brain this right here. Michael Parsons versus um, Dennis Daly is a matchup advantage for Michael Parsons. (laughs) However, however, he kept using an inside move last week against uh, um, Lane Johnson. And that meant that Minshew was able to get outside the pocket because he kind of, because Parsons kind of lost contain. So even though Parsons was winning the one-on-ones, he was letting Minshew out of the pocket. Now, I mean, Malik Willis obviously has incredible athletic ability maybe that happens again maybe willis gets outside the pocket and makes plays either with his legs or or with his arm but besides that i i uh it's tough to find anything on this side of the ball
2: so with discussing how malik willis struggles uh you know to do, to do much quarterbacking at all we alluded to it Ryan Tannehill owed $27 million next year. None of that is guaranteed. Do you bring Tannehill back? Do you stick with Willis? Do you look to the draft or or find someone else? What are you doing at quarterback in Tennessee, uh, new GM, Seth Galena?
1: Yeah, I think it's a tough one because Malik has not shown, and he's gotten chances. Now, he was a project to begin with, and he wasn't the first overall pick in the draft, but we have to remember that. He was a later-round pick. But he really hasn't shown yet that he can – really be a, a true passer in this league now this can change get him a real offseason you know big difference between being a rookie offseason and a second year player offseason so hopefully he he advances in that in that area the other question is like hey well they're in this weird spot where they're not going to get a top five pick right they are going to maybe even make the playoffs so that's tough so then it's like well do you bring in a, a veteran guy then well then might as well just keep Tannehill. I think you could probably find a guy for less money than Tannehill, but at least you keep the consistency, you keep the continuity going on offense with Tannehill. Even though, like you said, that that's a lot of money. I I, I like Tannehill. I don't think he's the answer there long term, obviously. But I don't. They're just in this, such a weird position that I probably would just go one more year with him and see what you get. Derek Carr on the market.
0: Um, you know it's funny you were mentioning the Parsons Daily. uh, Matchup and I mean it's glaring. daily 78th out of 81 tackles that we've graded Mike Parsons is second among 120 edge defenders. Uh I don't see any uh pass rush or, or sack props yet on uh on any of the books that I'm looking at, but that is certainly one that that I'm interested in. Malik Willis holds onto the ball for an age. Even if Parsons goes inside, uh, Willis will still be holding onto the ball, praying that someone comes open uh, five seconds later. And so that'd be something that uh, I'd be looking to take advantage of. Um, I feel, Brad, like I don't even need to bet this game because I am going to cash out on my my closing line value. Um, Remember on Sunday night, Seth, I said that this should be a 13 and a half point spread. It opened nine and a half. I obviously compel. I bet that. Uh, it is now 12 and a half. We'll see if that continues to move anymore. Um, so I- I'll I'll let you uh
1: start, uh Seth. What uh are you betting on in this game? CD Lamb over 5.5 catches. It's he's just getting the ball a lot recently. And Titans play a lot of zone. You're gonna have CD in the slot, you know, running uh to, to free spaces. Dak will find him. Dak's playing at an incredibly high level. Here's a fun uh CeeDee Lamb note. So slot player, as we know, and then they had injuries last year to Cooper and Gallup for the playoff game against San Francisco. And what they did was they said, okay, well, we need an outside presence here because we don't have Cooper or Gallup. And they moved CeeDee Lamb full-time outside receiver for that game, Mm -hmm. could not move the ball. Obviously, San Francisco has a really great defense, had a really great defense that year, still does. So I think it's like 59 snaps out wide, only four in the slot. Last year in the playoff game. And they kind of took note of that and said, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes, he's a great player. Yes, he probably would be a really good outside receiver. But even though we trade Cooper, we Gallup missed most of the season, we are still gonna find ways to move to keep CD Lamb in the slot. So he's been it, it's not as like it's not like 90% slot rate, it's a little lower. It's but it, it it's about I don't have the numbers in front of me. i want to say like 55, 45 in the slot. So mm-hmm. like hey, we don't have those two assets, but we are going to keep C.D. Lamb in the slot because that is where he does his best work. And you're seeing the, the results of that have been have been incredible. Brad, what about you?
2: Yeah, so you mentioned the sack props. He took me right there. And I also kind of in conjunction with what Seth was talking about with Micah Parsons winning maybe the biggest mismatch of the entire NFL season and winning so quickly. Malik Willis, obviously one of the highest average time to throw in the NFL. I think it is the highest. Always holds on to the it ball. Is. Kind of dances around back there. So I actually would think taking other Dallas Cowboy players on the sack prop is intriguing to me. Let Michael Parsons just chase them into into his hands. So I have Demarcus Lawrence on DraftKings plus 115 to go over 0.75 sacks. For those people who don't bet on sack props, they do quarter halves and three quarters because obviously you can get a half sack. There is Michael Parsons over a quarter for minus 220. They're trying to get you to lay a ton of cash, and then he doesn't get a sack because sacks are kind of fluky. I would look to other guys, let Michael Parsons earn that sack, but then give it to somebody else and we cash the bet.
0: Who, Who are those other guys? Because I think it's worth noting that we might know who plays defensive line for the Cowboys. Not every member of the printing press will have that committed memory. I'll acknowledge that, like, I know Demarcus Lawrence. What are the other prices that you're seeing there, Brad? And, like, who would you go with?
2: Unfortunately though th- that's it. Uh so uh Draft Kings ah. right now is just those two. Uh Doran Armstrong has has been racking up sacks on the interior. Osa Adigizua is a good player, has gotten a couple sacks this year. You can get real freaky and go with like depth. Um I want to say Sam Williams is not playing in this game, but um I'm blanking Dante the guy Fowler, from the, the number three overall pick from the Jaguars. Why am I blanking now? Dante Fowler. Yeah, Dante, like, like, looking at those exotics because I think mm. that the bet is the angle is Micah Parsons like they're going to account for him so much the other guys can get home.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, by the way, CeeDee Lamb um, had 11 targets in week 16 against the Eagles, 15 against the Jaguars in uh, week 15 to assess point. I-, I like the Lamb one quite a bit um, as well. I think that the sack props honestly are uh, are what I'll be waiting for um, additionally, I'll throw one more out there um, just to to make it a trio here. Um, I, I kind of like the the over 40. Like I think the Cowboys could put that up themselves. Um, and another player prop that uh, that I don't mind here is Dak Prescott under half a reception or half an interception um, at minus 119. It's just no reason for him to put the ball <laughs> in arms away. Uh, so, you know, the comfortable lead as well. You figure they run the ball a bunch. Um, so Dak under a half an interception. All right, let's move to the Sunday night game, which was flexed, flexed into um, the Steelers and the Ravens. The Ravens, a two and a half point favorite over 35. It's supposed to be 50 with scattered clouds. This is just telling you that Vegas thinks these offenses suck and there's probably something to it. Um, So Seth, are you looking to the defensive side of the ball for a mismatch or do you have
1: something that maybe Vegas isn't seeing? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, it could be a rough one. I think, you know, you looked at last year, Lamar goes, goes out, Huntley comes in, the quarterback, plays really well uh, for a backup quarterback. And people were talking this offseason, hey, you know, he's going to be a free agent. Maybe a team looks at him, gives him a shot as a starter, or competes for competes for a starting job, and he's come in this year and just not been very good. It's been kind of, kind of shitty to watch, actually, because um, he, he, he's put up good numbers, was a good quarterback at Utah, was good as a backup before this year. And it's not been good. And then that offense is just, it's been tough to watch. And then obviously same with Pittsburgh, you know, that offense has been bad for a long time. So tough. I I think the matchup, I tried to look into something kind of interesting here. I think the matchup is probably going to be. Mika Fitzpatrick roaming the middle of the field versus Tyler Huntley throwing inaccurate balls kind of anywhere over the field. He started last game with throwing an inaccurate bubble screen to Mark, to Mark Andrews, like sailed it like five yards, five yards over his head. So, That's kind of my mismatch here. Um, but uh, it could go, it could be a rough one to watch Sunday night.
2: So, looking at the flip side of that, uh, the Baltimore Ravens defense against the rookie and Kenny Pickett, uh, to start the year, Kyle Hamilton, their first round pick, missed a couple games. Then, as soon as he got back, they got injuries to Marcus Williams. Now, all three guys are playing, those two and Chuck Clark. What have they done? How they, you know, used all three guys in the field at the same time? How can they be disguised things for a rookie who hasn't seen, you know, like a big nickel or whatever they're going to throw at him? What can they do in this game with those safeties?
1: Yeah, it's been really fun to watch them, how they've decided on their usage. Because I think we started the year saying, okay, well, they drafted Kyle Hamilton. He played safety at Notre Dame, played deep safety. You signed Marcus Williams. He was – He's one of the top deep safeties in the league. So, Chuck Clark is going to be the guy they put on the field in the box, you know, dime player. And what they've done is they've actually moved Kyle Hamilton to slot corner, to nickelback. And he's been really good. You know, different body type. You know, he's long, uh, pretty fluid. He had, he struggled in man coverage early in the preseason, early in the year. He's been really good. So, and they do play a lot of zone as well. So, that's been, kind of the most fun things about this defense the amount of players who are playing at 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 a top level and what it what it's allowed to do so marcus williams still most of the time is playing deep chuck clark is kind of the key to this whole thing because he's playing deep he's coming in the box he's short he's deep he's long he's left he's right doing all that stuff so that's been the key and then the corners we we know are, are pretty good with humphrey and peters if he's healthy two linebackers are playing the best football they've played in a long time. Roquan Smith is playing lights out. He's elevated Patrick Queen since he's been there. Their biggest their their struggle is just getting a pass rush. You know, Owe, we wanted him to be a player, first round pick, hasn't developed yet. They need him to develop because they're relying on, like, 39-year-olds to rush the passer right now with Houston and Pierre Paul and even Calais Campbell is in there in the middle of having a good season. So that that's where they need to be better, but the safeties have been have allowed them to kind of be what they whatever they want to be defensively. And, and since they have so many good players that since they stopped busting coverages early in the season, you remember the Miami game, guys were wide open down the field in the fourth quarter, allowing Miami to have that crazy comeback since, since they've kind of figured it out schematically, one of the best defenses in the league, real Ravens defense since then.
0: Well, it's interesting. Uh, So my question uh, around the bet that I'm thinking about placing, um, you know, look, the Steelers have the better quarterback getting points, something that we always espouse to members of the printing press here. But I love the Steelers as a teaser leg out, you know, with a total of 35 out to plus eight and a half with the better quarterback. Um, but from a player prop perspective, what I was looking at was Deontay Johnson here. So Deontay Johnson um, has gotten consistently fed. You know, you look at his targets over the last um, really five weeks, 10, 9, 10, 7, 8, the week before that, and he's 141 on the season. Um, and if Marcus Peters doesn't play in this game, they've got a cornerback in Brandon Stevens who ranks 110th out of 121 graded quarterbacks. So you would seem that that would be kind of a mismatch. My question is Marlon Humphrey, who is very good. Do, Seth, would you anticipate him to see more of Johnson and or Pickens, and which one of them could take advantage of the the non-Peters corner there?
1: I, I could tell you like where like where the Pittsburgh is going to line their players up. I I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know who lines up left right. I do know that the the Ravens are a kind of directional defense in you know, and I. I don't know my left from, from my rights but Peters will line up on one side, Marlon Humphrey will line up on the other side and they'll play it out like they won't travel with They're the best traveling. receiver or the second best receiver or something like that. And honestly the same with the safeties. Again, I don't remember if it's left or right but Chuck Clark is on the left let's say Marcus Williams on the right and that's kind of how it is. So that it can tell you some stuff where they Pittsburgh can move Deonta Johnson around as much as they want to get the matchups that they would want to get.
0: Okay, well, then that's going to be my uh, my player prop. I'm going to roll with Josh. Josh he plays a little bit of slot, uh, or kind of all over the field. Um, I don't see his, see his number out there, but um, you know, we'll bet it when it uh, when it comes out. Uh, Brad, what are you looking at?
2: Yeah, you mentioned the teaser leg like, potentially with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, just because of this rivalry and all that, I think getting it to overall score is, is a nice value there. Otherwise, though, I'm just I'm just waiting for injury reports and trying to figure out what's actually happening in this game. Um, it doesn't it's not gonna be Lamar Jackson's not practice today. I doubt they play him without at least a half week of practice. But yeah, I would look into Steelers, um,
1: and, and that's about it. Seth. I'll probably look at the under 35 is not a high total. This team's played a 16-14 game in week 14. That's not that long ago. Pretty much the same the same roster, you know, like injury wise seems like it's the same. The, the Steelers can stop the Ravens run game. We know that they're going to have trouble passing the ball with, with the quarterback they have. The Steelers offense is just, it bothers me. That might be my pet peeve, to be honest. It just bothers me. But um, so under 35, I think is my number. More interested in the pet peeve anyways. So do you have one for us (laughs) other
0: than the offenses in this game?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if this is necessarily a pet peeve. It's more a pet peeve of like myself. And, you know, this is the first year that I'm betting. Obviously, people listening to this already know I'm a genius because I've hit on every bet I've said Mm -hmm. on the podcast. Mm -hmm. But when I do miss a bet and then I start chasing money, that is a pet peeve of mine. Because then I end up saying, well, it is very clear that... The Broncos defense is very good and the Rams offense is no good. And there was no way they're gonna get 14 points in this game. And I bet that. And that's just been my history of betting this one year is chasing money after losing bets. And so that's a that's a pet peeve of I mean, you can go and chase money all you want. I think I should stop chasing money. That's my pet peeve of the week. I think that's, that's a good old.
2: That old saying that like the more you know hurts you like you know you do a the, the bracket for Final Four you know March Madness and someone in the office who doesn't has no idea who picks by jersey color wins the pool I think you might just know that that's your excuse by the way you know too much that's your issue
1: <laughs> yeah I'll tell that to my therapist
2: and <laughs> <laughs> hey, your bookie and your bookie
1: same they're actually the same person percent <laughs> yeah is that right? it's a
2: right
0: two for one deal a two for one Seth Galina at pff underscore Seth always a pleasure. We will see you next year.
1: Yeah. See you guys.
0: As we're waiting, Judith Short game, uh, game will be joining us here in a second. Um, and before we do, a good reminder that if you have uh, or are looking for a uh, Christmas gift, a little late one, maybe a New Year's gift for a friend, yourself, whoever it might be, go to pff.com, get yourself PFF Plus subscription, use promo code FORECAST f-o-r-e-c-a-s-t and get 20% off with your purchase can also do that on the pff app as well suggest that you get both go hang out there and uh you will not be disappointed great draft uh, coverage as usual um Mm -hmm. and that becoming very significant for many teams uh that are no longer in the running whatsoever also if you are um trying to figure out how to make yourself look better. New Year's resolution. Going to the gym helps. Eating healthy helps. I also recommend um, that you uh, trim yourself. And you should do that by getting Manscaped. Manscaped, the lawnmower 4.0 to be uh, precise, is something that will make you feel more confident whether you're clothed or not. Uh, And maybe that's one of your New Year's resolutions. So go get uh, 20% off plus free shipping with uh, promo code forecast 20 f-o-r-e-c-a-s-t 20. um the manscaped platinum package includes the lawnmower 4.0 and a bunch of other really great stuff um i can attest i use the uh lawnmower 4.0 um waiting for 5.0 hopefully i get one for free when it does come out um but uh until then the 4.0 has you covered so go make it happen at manscaped also uh western and southern you may have captured a little christmas cash in which case you will want to do something smart with it. Um, one thing, I'll just throw it out there, not investing advice, but uh, today was actually National Buy Amazon Stock Day. So uh, you can go, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but it did hit its COVID low, which uh, is noteworthy, I thought. Um, but if you are not looking to go uh, buy specific equities, Western Southern can help you get yourself set up for whatever it is that you want to achieve. Buy a home, start a family, just want to make your money grow. Western Southern has a playbook for you. Investments, retirement solutions, life insurance, the whole deal. WesternSouthern.com slash PFF. Uh, recommend you go check that out. Uh, and last but not least, Underdog Fantasy. It seems like fantasy is over. It's been over for me for a while, but you can still continue to enjoy it with the playoff best ball tournament where there is a million dollars in total prizes, 100K to first place. It's very easy. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com or... Download the Underdog Fantasy app. All you do is draft a team. And then when the NFL playoffs start, you never have to like go put players in, bench players, put players up. You just watch them play and you can win up to $100,000 for first place. Use promo code PFF and do your first deposit up to $100 matched. All right, 2-4-K at throw the damn ball on Twitter. Find his great work on pff.com and the PFF app joins us once again. We generally talk a couple things with him, although you can uh, follow any of his betting advice. Some great same game parlays um, that uh, he has done very, very well with. So you can check those out as well. But we talk alt spreads and in game strategy with you every single Wednesday. Welcome back. Hopefully you had a wonderful holiday weekend, and uh, we're ready to uh, to make some bets here. So why don't we start with your favorite um, alt line play here? What are you looking at?
3: Yeah, we're going to start with tomorrow night, actually. Uh, I'm going to get Dak Ooh. at 250 passing yards and then kind of vary some spreads. Uh, maybe start out at nine and a half, uh, go up maybe even to 13 and a half. I got nine and a half at plus 300. Uh, 13 and a half, I think is available at plus 380. Uh, basically, the, the thesis I think is twofold. The first is uh, the Titans are perhaps the biggest pass funnel in the NFL, which means that uh, they're terrific against the run, they've got the number one success rate. Uh, the number one, number two rushing allowed. Uh, teams are passing over expected against them more than any other team. Uh, but their pass defense isn't particularly good. Uh, they've got the seventh worst pass PA. Uh, they are also going to be missing uh, basically all of their pass rushers. Uh, D'Amico, Autry uh, and uh Bud Dupree. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is also going to be out. the The run game should still, or the run defense, I should say, should still be mostly intact. Uh, but the pass defense less so. But the other angle here, and this is what I don't think kind of the, the sports, sports are pricing in, uh, is that when leading, the Cowboys actually play the fastest pace in the NFL, and they're passing over expected, believe it or not. Uh, so they're a run-heavy team in general, but in a certain situation, which are kind of expecting to happen here, uh, they're passing over expected. And with passing yards, right, volume and efficiency matters, uh, I think the Cowboys are going to continue to drop back to pass. Uh, and if they jump out to a huge lead, uh, so much so with that, uh, the game's out of hand. It's likely on account of Dak in the first place, and two, there'll be enough kind of passing and volume even when the game's out of hand, uh, just because of the Cowboys' team tendencies.
0: Like that. Getting uh, something interesting for Thursday night game that otherwise would not be very interesting, and now, uh, now I'm pot committed. Um, all right, let's move to the uh, in-game strategy for this week. Um What are you looking at?
3: Yeah, so we'll start similar to what we did last week with the Dolphins, uh, where we talked about kind of betting their passing overs even when they're ahead, uh, just because the uh, Dolphins, again, kind of like we just said with the uh, the Cowboys, they pass a lot, uh, even when they're up big. Uh, so the same thing can be said of the Lions. Uh, they have about a 9% pass rate over expected when they're up by more than a score uh, against a brutal Chicago pass defense. Uh, I'm going to be looking to continue. The market's going to be pricing in kind of as they always do. Uh, big lead. We're gonna lower the passing props. The team's less likely to pass. It's not really accounting for the team-specific situation. Uh, I'm gonna be looking to bet golf completions, golf passing yards. Uh, probably do the same with Amon Ross, St Brown receptions and receiving yards. Um, and then, uh, kind of going back to the uh, our best friend uh, throughout the year, uh, another scripted bet, uh, which is the the Dolphins. Uh, probably kudos to to Mike McDaniel. Have been nearly a point better on script uh, than off script. Uh, and conversely, the Patriots uh, again probably a, a function of uh, having their uh, Matt Patricia as their offensive coordinator are six points a uh, point six point, yeah point six points better uh, per drive uh, off script than on. So it would be unsurprising, uh, I think, to see the Dolphins kind of jump out to will lead and then that three uh, three points right now is that. Uh, the Patriots are favored. I would not be shocked to see that swing over, uh, and I'll be looking to take the uh, the Patriots there.
0: Teddy, two loves. A teddy, we trust.
3: Um, Brad, any
0: uh,
2: live angles that you were looking at this week? Uh, I love that, the thought process there on the Patriots after maybe a scripted score. So my question was more in a general sense, but how do you navigate, how do you lay out potentially attacking playoff implications, also maybe even player props with incentives and all that stuff? Do you look into kind of the, the, the overarching narratives and things like that and maybe find, identify angles these last two weeks based on what teams need to do or, or not do?
3: Yeah, so I think most of it is kind of priced in and you're even seeing it in some of the lines. Uh, and also I would say the teams that are playing to win uh, are going to do so and they're going to give you all available information before the game, i.e. the Raiders clearly are making a change, uh, right? But that all, that information is going to be uh, kind of pregame and not in-game. If they're playing their players, they're playing to win. That's just kind of how athletes uh, work. I think there's one exception maybe this week. Uh, which is like Doug Peterson has in the past in a similar situation, I think it was 2017, uh, has sat his starters in this sort of game. It would make sense just from a a conceptual framework of like, okay, this is a young team that's on a roll. Uh, They probably want to get another game in, uh, some good reps. And if Lawrence has a good first half, they're clearly in control of this game. I would not be surprised at all uh, to kind of see them pull their starters. I will note, uh, I would imagine that the books are going to close props kind of if it gets out of hand. Uh, and I think the the under is probably uh, the play there. Just the, the Texans have no interest in uh, in winning games. They're going to work slowly, and uh, you know the Jacks are not the same offense without Lawrence.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So we're anticipating Jacksonville. I asked Brad this earlier, actually, um, about whether Jacksonville is going to play their players. There's any noise about them potentially? Um, you know, sitting guys are a four and a half point favorite right now. I mean the Texans are so bad that I'm not sure it would matter. Um you know that th- there's really an opportunity there but um you know it'd be interesting. The Texans have like in weird spots played hard and and try, you know like done some things that are you know surprising obviously they they um kept it close with Kansas City right down to the the very end. Um so uh, like I don't know what that has to be maybe 20 points at halftime for Doug Peterson said those guys 14 I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, definitely an interesting one there. Um, I was trying to think about some other scenarios where that could be the case. Are there any others um, that, that come to mind for you guys that we should be monitoring?
2: Yeah, George, so I sent you over the uh, the Jaguars, the note from Doug Peterson basically saying he plans to play everyone, he wants to get the guys experience. Judah's alluding to, of course, when he benched Jalen Hurts in favor of Nate Sudfeld, uh, which ultimately led to them getting Devontae Smith a couple of years ago in Philly. I can't say this for a fact, but I have a strong inclination that was probably more Howie Roseman and Ownership's idea than Doug Peterson's. I think it actually may have something to do with why he is no longer in Philadelphia. Um, But, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I think maybe the first half would be interesting for Jacksonville, not full game if you think they are going to bench guys. But as far as the way they're talking about it, they do have, for our own Timo Riske, there are some tiebreakers It would take a lot of results across the league, but they actually are playing for something in this game. Tennessee is not – Jacksonville is for like 3 percentage points I think uh per Timo's chart on Twitter of 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 playoff, you know, expectancy. So, I I think it's worthwhile looking at first half in Jacksonville. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I did not uh, did
0: not realize that. Um very cool. Uh Judah, as usual, it is always a pleasure to have you here. I should mention um your live stream where you live trade games every single Sunday. uh, It's a delight. Everyone should go check it out. Um, Really good group of people there. If you're looking to get into live betting for the first time, it can be very daunting. Um, So if you go jump in the chat, you can find some good plays and some great angles without having to kind of do all the research yourself, which I highly recommend. So everyone should go check that out, give you a follow on Twitter. um, And uh, we will see you on the other side. I'm not going to use the same next year joke that I used for Seth. Don't worry. (laughs) Our good friend. Tej Seth is back with us Tej, we went four and one on uh our locks last week um in your name remember we went as a team we lose the team um the uh the only loss was the Quez Watkins Christmas special um which I still I'm still bitter about but uh we're gonna see if we can uh we can recapture some of that magic with you here um your Lions got they kind of need a bounce back as well they got they're tar beat out of them so we'll see if we can kind of unite um those angles together let's start with you lock of the week as we normally do go around the horn Um, what's your first bet
4: yeah i hope it's not you know a russell wilson situation with the seahawks where i leave and the team gets better but (laughs) you know i'm I'm back now so uh so we're gonna have to deal with it for now but the first the first pick i want to give out is a teaser um that i have so six point teaser you know tease the eagles all the way down to a half so you're or minus one whatever your book has and then the chargers can also be teased down to half point or a point you know whatever book has and you know from the eagles perspective they have the third best point differential in the league the saints have the 19th best point differential so i think there's a pretty big gap in the two team strengths there and the eagles aren't like other teams that have you know kind of locked up the their playoff spots right now because they have a lot of incentive to win this game they want to make sure that the saints draft pick that the eagles have is something that they can, you know, eventually make lower for themselves to get a better pick in the draft. So I think the Eagles will play the majority of their starters in this game and should be able to, to win it from the Chargers' perspective against the Rams. I think Brandon Staley right now is one of the best defensive minds in all of football and the things that he's been able to do without some of his good players on defense has been really impressive lately. And he knows Sean McVay very well. And you know, especially when you can take Justin Herbert over Baker Mayfield, kind of in a straight up situation, I think you can do that. So I like uh Eagles, Chargers, teaser.
0: Very nice. Um, I like the uh so the Eagles are Chargers I see at six and a half. I see Eagles at six in some places, Eagles against the Saints at home, Chargers against the hapless Rams technically at home as well. Brad, uh your first pick.
2: Yeah, first real quick, Tej, how did the tables treat you? I know you uh played some table games last week.
4: Um I I did pretty well on blackjack. Uh, I was kind of like learning, you know, the the math on the fly there uh with with some of my friends teaching me how to play. I didn't do well on poker because I had to like kind of look at the sheet. That kind of ranks the the hands from best to worst. (laughs) I felt like an outsider at the table. But so I I didn't do as well there. I I usually
2: walk around, I look for players that are looking at sheets, so that's where I sit. (laughs) That's how I choose (laughs) to go.
4: (laughs)
0: Wait, what? So this is your first time playing poker. What kind of poker were you playing?
4: I think like the typical Texas Hold'em Texas where you one. you get two cards and there's five cards that are laid out there.
0: It's Brad. I, this probably shows our age, but I remember the Texas Hold'em craze. So yep. Chris Moneymaker oh, wins yeah. the World Series. This just like random fat dude who just entered the <laughs> tournament, it's ten thousand dollar buy-in. So you just can't be that random, but like enters this tournament that he has no business winning. Wins. They broadcast on ESPN and. Everyone goes absolutely wild. So like Tej, I was like, I don't remember how old it was, 12, 11, 10, 11, 12. I started playing uh, poker online. Like I was grinding out like Texas, like multiple tables on poker stars till ungodly hours of the morning. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you did that. Rad, That's like. a
2: hilarious story, George, because one of my dad's favorite stories. So I was full tilt. I had poker stars. I was more of a full tilt guy. But one night, walks my room, same thing, seventh, eighth grade, under the covers at three in the morning on my like original MacBook two. And he's like, what the <laughs> F are you doing? Why are yeah. you asleep? And then it's like, what the F are you doing? Why are you playing like real stakes, real money online poker? And then it was, oh, you're up 300 bucks. Good job. Keep, you know, keep pushing. <laughs> keep uh taking these, these uh people for their money but i, I remember that one vividly <laughs> it, it was I, crazy it really was it was i mean the adrenaline rush there
0: were a couple times where i like couldn't get off the table because i was up like a lot and i was like oh, i gotta keep this rolling it's like four in the morning and it's just like that that rush is something special um but uh i never so i did play full tilt a little bit poker stars as long as you avoided ultimate bet you were
2: probably was, keep shape. it safe keep it safe yeah also safe an even better that. thrill george i almost want to relive it just to just to feel the rush again is playing in a classroom when you're in class as a seventh mm. or eighth grader with a laptop <laughs> out and the teacher's walking by and you gotta like hide the screen but you're you're in a hand you're like looking at the turn uh, that that is a thrill you, you don't forget
0: <laughs> were you playing on a on a laptop in class
2: yeah, we we had laptops in class. By the time I got to high school, that was like a thing you could do. Obviously, it was just for notes, no internet, just a yeah. Word doc, and you know, naturally, that was never followed. So, yeah. um, anyway, yeah. I had to get I, I had to check in. Also, my TikTok is just straight watching old videos of like Chris MoneyMaker, Daniel Negreanu, Phil Hellmuth, those dudes. It's like all the videos I get. <laughs> um, if you were wondering how big of a DJ I am, as anyway, my first bet. Now that we're we're talking bets, uh, another teaser. So we, we did talk last week. We're moving away from teasers a couple weeks ago. We went back to teasers last week I'm and back. they just treated us phenomenally. So I'll pick right up where Tej left off and drop another one. That is the Cleveland Browns tease from two out to eight. And then I'm going to go with, I talked to Cincinnati on, on the podcast Sunday. I'm going to mix it up. The New York Giants are now minus six, started three and a half. We saw Nick Foles. The Colts are also not trying to win football games. Currently slated to pick fifth. They want to probably draft a quarterback without trading up. So we're not going to tank per se, but they're not going to win this game. So I like a Giants J uh, Giants Cleveland Browns teaser this weekend.
0: I'm I'm on the teaser train as well. Uh and so I I think the the Browns are one of my favorite legs there, teasing them out from two to eight. Um, there's a couple other ones that I really like, so I'll throw another one out there. We talked about this with Seth a little bit. Um the, the Steelers out to eight and a half on Sunday night uh against the Baltimore Ravens. Um I, the total on this game is 30 freaking five points. So, you know, we talk about this a lot, but the value of having an eight and a half point uh, spread when the total is in the mid thirties is more valuable than say a, a total at 45. So, you know, I really do like the Bengals as well, you know, out to seven and a half, but that total is about 50, it's 49 and a half right now. So, you know, it, it could be a close game. The chances still of the of the bills winning by eight or, or nine or 10 are, are higher there because of the number of points scored. Um, I'll throw out the other one that I was considering, which was Seahawks at home out to seven and a half against the Jets. Um, Mike White coming back for the Jets. That's why they're favored in Seattle. That total, 42 and a half. So I went with one with the lowest total. So Browns uh, and Steelers, um, you know, really, I think the play here is the, the following. In both those games, you have totals under 41 you have the better quarterback. And I would say by a substantial margin in, in Cleveland, you have Watson versus Carson Freaking Wentz. Um, and then Kenny Pickett versus uh Tyler Huntley or whatever's left of him, um, getting eight eight and a half points. So uh that is my first one. Uh we'll turn it over to uh to the new poker, the poker newbie. I can't <laughs> believe you just learned to play poker. That blows my mind. <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, I mean, it is the week of the teaser. I, I even texted Brad yesterday. I was so excited to give out 49ers teased down to even. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, the Derek Carr news happened. So that kind of ruined that one and, you know, made it not pass a critical number there. But to get away from the teasers and go to a, a player prop, you know, looking ahead to the Thursday night game, Cowboys Titans. I love C.D. Lamb over five and a half receptions. Uh, you know, this is something that the PFS player props tool marked as, you know, pretty good bet. The bet. And then, you know, also like Arjun put this out today on Twitter, CeeDee Lamb is the third best receiver in the NFL this year getting open against single man coverage. I think he's been really, really good receiver, especially over the middle of the field. And since Dak has returned from injury, Lamb has averaged. Uh, 6.75 receptions a game and has ha- had one of the highest target shares in the league during that time. So lots of targets, lots of receptions going lamb's way. And I don't like the Titans corners that much. I think, you know, they're, they're pretty small and they're not going to be able to handle lamb's physicality and his route running ability. So I think we could rack up a lot of uh, receptions for lamb, you know, especially if uh, you know, the, the Titans are kind of not trying to win this game here. Like it seems like they are.
0: Love I love CD on on Thursday night, Brad, where are you going to next?
2: All right, yep. So we talked about the Jaguars. I got a two-pack involving the Jaguars. First one's going to be uh first half Jaguars. You can get the minus two and a half on DraftKings for minus one twenty, a little bit of, lay a little bit extra, minus three at most other books. But for all the reasons we mentioned, I mean they're just a significantly better team than Houston. They do have a little bit of something to play for here, but if you want to avoid maybe a second half let down as they get ready for Tennessee, you just take first half and then Another angle here a player prop again a little risky with the you know the narrative of maybe they don't want to play all their guys but Evan Ingram on a tear recently over 100 receiving yards two out of the last three weeks in particular he has been dominant against cover 2 the Houston Texans play cover two almost three quarters, of their snaps and Ingram leads the team, the Jaguars in target share and yards per outrun facing cover two coverage. Uh, it's what it's what Lovey Smith's going to sit in. He's not going to change that up. He's not going to mix that up. And it leaves the seams wide open, which, you know, is presumably why Ingram has been so effective. So when his props come out, maybe an over on receptions and or yards, whatever you like there, but also Jaguars minus two and a half in the first half is the bigger play.
0: Look at you, dude. Are you putting that, that PFF subscription to work over there? <laughs> Got to dive into ultimate, baby. <laughs> I, I do think the, the coverage stuff is really cool for receiving props, right? Just seeing how players, you know, even just looking at target numbers versus different coverages, right? Where do, you know, teams are running the same place. So it's like if you are noticing a player getting targeted, you know, substantially against certain coverages, um, that's something that uh, you should you know, uh, think about persisting and also um, you know, something that, that sportsbooks are not going to be cooking into their models, right? Um, yeah, which is
2: tight ends specifically part. too, just real quick to jump in because I wrote an article about Ingram. It's why I had all these stats, not taking too much credit, but kind of wondering why is he going off in some weeks and then like not even targeted in others? And, and it's a thing that all tight ends do. There's just c- coverage-specific matchups that they take advantage of so I would look into that uh, for for tight end player props specifically.
0: All right, my next bet. Um, this is uh, I don't know if I'm missing something here, but we talked about this on Sunday night. We all had the Vikings as an underdog, despite being 12 and three against the Packers in Green Bay or seven and eight. But it's now uh, three and a half. I'm seeing um and I will take the Vikings here I think the Packers should be favored I think they should be favored I believe I said on Sunday night was was one and a half or, or two two and a half it I just think crossing three is a little rich given the Green Bay Packers this season like I, I want to be clear that yes they beat the Dolphins Tua a through an interception on three straight possessions like let's not put pr- Rodgers made some nice plays Tua literally had three straight interceptions like uh, you know let's not get carried away here um and uh so I, I like the vikings catching uh three in the hook um and uh you know that they're, they're plus 156 on the money line i think that's a,
4: le- a legit opportunity as well um Tej, to you mm-hmm. yeah no i i i really like that vikings one i i thought about giving that out as well um I've, i i know we we usually don't do parlays on here but i did like so, this money line parlay when i was Kind of, kind of looking through some stuff earlier today. So, Cowboys, Lions, money line. Um, you know, Cowboys just mentioned against the playing against the Titans on Thursday night. Lions playing against the Bears uh, on on Sunday. And so, again, like Titans really have no incentive to compete in this game, given that next week is the winner take all game against the Jaguars. Basically, the entire Titans team is out, as we were messaging about earlier, Brad. You know, they they they're, they're kind of resting all their all their starters, uh, gearing up for that Week 18 matchup. You know, from the Lions' perspective. The Bears defense has basically had an historically bad stretch here, which is what they kind of wanted when they traded away, uh, you know, Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. And the Bears are inching closer to the number one overall pick with the Titans pick, or sorry, with the Texans picking up that win over the Titans last week. So I think you know, based on kind of like how the Bears are structured, where like they they want this type of season where. Fields looks good and they also improve their draft position. We could see them kind of throw away this game here so that they can get the number one pick and look for trade back options. So, you know, it's minus one sixty-five is the money line. So you would have to to lay some some extra to get good value out of it. But I I see both of these teams winning at a higher rate than that minus one sixty-five implies.
0: Giving out minus money parlays, stage. I don't know. What what did they do to you at
2: the casino? <laughs> Right. He's he's risk averse now. He, he yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't I hate I mean, you could also, if you want to get real frisky with it and throw in like Chiefs or you know, whoever else to bring it down. I, I bet if you threw Chiefs in, it would bring it to like minus 130, <laughs> minus 125. But I'm not trying to now we're talking like multi-leg parlays here. So um I I'm I am done. I just want to throw in one thing to yours, George. You mentioned Green Bay kind of their win, I think being misrepresented. We now know Tua was concussed for all three of those interceptions before the concussion he was 9 of 12 for like 226 yards 19 yards per attempt and a touchdown so I just thought that was notable um you know his picks were awful but we now know it's because his brain was injured for the third time
1: this season I
0: didn't even think about that but now I love 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 the the Vikings here um, yeah, I don't have any others because, uh, my Niners, like, I just got too much closing line value on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I was so looking forward to Niners, you know, uh, by less than a touchdown, just stomping all over the Raiders. And now of course it's out to 10 because, uh, the great Jared Stidham will be playing. I really don't think it, it mattered there. In fact, um, yeah, I, I'm not going to say anything stupid, but, um, okay, let's, uh, let's figure this one out then. Um, I, I. I do like the teasers. I don't think we, um, I don't think we need to go away from something that is uh, that is winning for us. Um, I also really like the C.D. Lamb uh, angle on on Thursday night. But um, uh, Tej, what's calling
4: your name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I liked all the teaser legs that you you guys both you guys gave out. You know, George, you mentioned the low totals, and you know, I, I like Brad's as well in those. So you know, I think if we were to Mix, you know, any of those together. I think, I think it could work out nicely.
2: I think we need two teasers again. think like we made okay. three last week, but I think there's enough legs to at least do two, uh, and then maybe a and then maybe a bet. The, I'll, I'll okay. say this: I'll throw it out there. I love CD. I love that Judah and Seth and Taj. I think all said something about it. I'm a little concerned if it's just a total blowout and they're just not throwing the football. It gives me yeah. a little bit of pause. I just had to put it out there, but I get the angle from a you know a pure football standpoint.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's a very good point. Um, do we want to just go teasers then?
2: Just get freaky with it? I mean
0: We could we could. We could. It's treated us uh, well.
2: Uh and someone was telling Drew Dinsick uh was talking about how long teasers haven't done well, knock on wood, but our our wong teasers have done have done pretty well. So I think we ride <laughs> with it.
0: We need to get Drew back on here so we can uh we can tell him. Uh by the way, Whale Kappa Podcast, great podcast. Go check yes, it out. Yes. Um okay, so let's do let's do uh Browns and um what was the uh other yeah. I had the Steelers, um Browns and Steelers. Um what was the one that you mentioned, Brad?
2: I threw Giants as another
4: as a leg as well.
0: Giants. And what did you have, Taj?
4: I had Eagles teaser and chargers teaser because okay. legs
0: we want to put uh, put one together in addition to uh to brown steelers
2: i like brown steelers the rust belt teaser official teaser yeah. of the rust belt i like that one
0: yep um the only other one that i mentioned was seahawks
2: uh out to seven and a half i don't hate that one at all I like that one with Chargers more than Eagles. If we're gonna throw one at yeah. uh, Eagles just scare me with some of the injuries. I, they should win the football game, but Lane Johnson, Avante Maddox—it's—it's it's kind of becoming a bit of a longer list. I want to say that a bunch of guys missed practice today too. Um, mm, okay. So I don't know. Of your okay. two, I, I would lean Chargers. I, I agree, Brandon's still playing or deploying very good defense right now. Um, you know, not going to sleep on this game because they still need it because the Rams played so well. Uh, I like that one more. And Brandon Saley not doing yoga
0: before the games big, big <laughs> leg up. Um okay, so that gives us um uh chargers and saints as the second uh lock of the week. Um let's do let's do Vikings uh plus three and a half as our one uh our one. I'm, in. I'm
4: mm-hmm. into it. I like that.
0: I like that. Um, and then uh do we want to throw? I mean, do we want to keep C D in or keep C D out?
4: So-
2: do we know what the number even is? What is the number? Five and a, Five a, half? And a half.
4: Five and a half.
2: <sighs> yeah. He like he could hit it in the first half. He really could. Okay. Let's we're riding with it.
1: Putting yeah, CD in yeah.
0: there. Bet some Evan Ingram overs. Tej has to go back to the casino and figure out which <laughs> which hands of poker he can actually win at. Um so we'll get you out of here on, on uh this one. Tej, always a pleasure. Go follow Tej on Twitter, read all of his great content. And uh we will be back with you in twenty twenty three on Sunday night.